0: Jack and Josh are done lying around with Zookeeper, and now a new friend has emerged on the horizon. It's Bucky Larson, born to be a star. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hit the theme! (laughs) Oh, hi! Oh, good gracious.
1: Goodness gracious uh, me. How's it going?
0: That was a good show, goodness gracious me. Yeah,
1: what? Well, I remember it being good.
0: Probably a bit dated now. Yeah. I <laughs>
1: don't want to watch it now.
0: Yeah. Oh, like, um... Like, well, I think I think it's fair to say you and I know a bit about dated comedy after the 31 films we've had <laughs> to watch.
1: That is um, very good. Yeah, (laughs) I
0: like it, yeah. Straight Um, into
1: the pod, you're a pro.
0: Oh, no. Well, Josh Pappenheim, how are you?
1: How am I? I'm fine, you know. Yeah, like, nothing really to report. Sun's shining, it's warm. Last night was the first night I slept with my window open all night. Very exciting, although I forget I live on a main road, and so I kept getting woken up by drunk people screaming.
0: I had similar experience, but it was the first night I I slept without my pants on.
1: <laughs> That's good. So it's first for all of us. Yeah, this is the first ever.
0: First ever.
1: Yeah. Oh, you got your big boy note boxes on now. It
0: was a, it was a real excitement. Have I? Have I? Um, have I ever told you about the time I went to see Agent Cody Banks? Did you and, take your um,
1: boxes off there and then you were told to leave?
0: No, no. But I, I remember because you know it was around that period where I sort of like switched from like sleeping in pyjamas to just sleeping in my undies.
1: It's a difficult period, uh,
0: 18, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember watching Agent Cody Banks, and it starts off with him getting up, and I remember thinking, like, oh, I hope this isn't a kiddie film where he's going to be wearing pajamas <laughs> <And he> comes <laughs> out a and big he's, boy now. And he comes out, and he's in his boxers. And I was like, fuck yeah, Frankie Muniz, you and me, we know. <laughs> you we know the it, <laughs> he gets it. Gets it. <laughs> it's a relatable film.
1: Uh, terrifying insight into <laughs> your childhood. Uh, uh, how are you getting on, buddy?
0: I'm alright, you know, I'm just living the life O'Reilly. I started a new job today, that was fun. Very um, good. Uh, I'm just, you know, none of my logins have been set up yet, so I say I started a new job. I sat in front of a computer for a few hours. Um, in your house? Yeah. Oh, well that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and yeah, you know what? Each week, your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. Yeah. But we're not alone! <gasps> a
1: guest. A guest,
0: listeners. Uh, this week, we are joined by podcaster and Nicolas Cage enthusiast, Daryl Airjack. Daryl, welcome to the pod.
2: Thank you so much for having me on. It's what a pleasure to... Um, uh, it's weird to talk about someone who's not Nicholas Cage. Be on a Zoom. This <laughs> oh. is just foreign territory. I feel. I feel exposed.
0: What was your first experience of watching Agent Cody Banks? <laughs> yes.
2: You know what? I don't know if I ever had. If I ever have seen it, but mostly because I'm mature as fuck. My pants stay up. Um, you were born wearing boxes to bed. <laughs> no one ever seen my dingle and such wiener based euphemisms. Oh and... so,
0: so it's so on brand for this motion picture we're gonna talk about this. It really is. <laughs> I watched a film. <laughs> but yes, how, how does how does it feel to be chatting outside of Nicolas Cage? Because of course you, you host the the Nicolas Cage pod, um, Cage Rage. It is Cage Rage, right? I know there's another... There's Caged In as well, but you're Cage Rage.
2: Thank you for doing your research um, (laughs) instead of inviting me on. I'm so blessed. Yes. Hey, I've
0: I've been on. (laughs) Well, not yet I haven't been on, but it's, it's in the ether.
2: You've technically been on in an episode that had no technical faults whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: definitely easy to edit and definitely not holding up the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I used to have dreams. Um, yeah, it's been um, it's good to you know. You know, I always talk about Nicholas Cage. It's kind of a safety blanket now, but in this completely different world of um, this Sandler adjacent film, which we were talking about earlier, as... Completely informed my day. I woke up. And I was like, "Right, Bucky Larson, let's start <laughs> this." Well, watched it in bed, um, and then best I think, place to watch it. Yeah, best definitely. place to watch Bucky Larson. And then I think, as an omen, about halfway through the film, there was literally a thunderstorm where I live, and I was like, oh, "This, this is not a film that's meant for human consumption, and the gods are trying to tell me <laughs> to stop." Um, but I have an obligation to be here on this podcast to talk about it, so. Here I am. Thank you for fulfilling
0: your court-ordered obligation.
2: (laughs) The ankle tag is lighting up. I've got to be here, Uh, and so I am. Uh, The laser dot is shining through the window on my neck. Uh, (laughs) I'm very happy to be here and just um, uh, talk about whatever this was. (laughs) I still don't know. Not really.
0: Is this... this, Would you say... You've seen worse movies in the Nicolas Cage Pantheon than uh than Bucky Larson Born to be a star.
2: I mean, if you go in on Rotten Tomatoes score alone, uh then. <laughs> it's technically... hard to beat the
0: Rotten Tomatoes score on Bucky Larson. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Three percent so I saw. Um <laughs> there are films that are bad, but I think this is kind of the thing about, and this is the, the ardent Cage defender in me, and no one said anything bad about him, and I feel like I've got to defend him, and I'm not even talking about him. It's <laughs> it's, it's like with Cage, I just think there's something about him in every film that you can latch onto, that for better or worse mm. is very memorable, that um, you can kind of take something away from the end of it. Again, doesn't have to make sense, um, but sort of by the end of this one... All I I think all I took away from it was, like, what the fuck was that John May- Mayer joke at the end? I don't get it. But yet, I watched it back a few times, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. And I still don't get that joke at the end. And it really got me.
0: Oh, I'll, I'll explain it to you later. Thank you. <laughs> a Wikipedia
2: John Mayer, I couldn't find... the Well, well there were some controversies, but... not one that seemed to relate to money. And I'm jumping ahead of myself, but it's been on my mind since like 11 this morning.
0: I mean, it's literally, the joke is just because he references that John Mayer was his roommate earlier on in the film. Oh, is that what it was? And he skipped out on him and didn't pay his rent.
2: Oh, I totally missed that. I thought <laughs> it was there was some big... <laughs> It was
0: not like a sort of reference to anything outside <laughs> no, it's of too... <laughs> itself. It was just itself making its own joke. And its own... <laughs> I
2: thought there was a huge controversy in 2010, 2011 that took the film world by storm, <laughs> and I just wasn't there for just it. It's all about John Mayer. I was like, what the, what the hell did John Mayer get up to in 2010? God damn it, John Mayer. I understand why he's so angry. <laughs> and now my anger's been completely misplaced all day, and now I just feel exposed again <laughs> foolish if anything but this is what happens when you're outside of the cage realm i've made a, a, an absolute tit of myself in no uncertain terms
1: i find it interesting you say you can usually take things away from nicholas cage films i watched Inconsequent, no inconceivable a few weeks ago have you seen that one it's coming up i've not seen mm. it yet though no uh yeah i'm excited to hear what you think about the end of that <laughs> <laughs> and if there's anything to take from it has to get in.
0: I hope yeah. so. <laughs> mm. Josh, I, I I I brought this one up on on when we when we chatted Cage for Kickass is what we talked about. But um, Josh, have you seen uh, Peggy Sue got married?
1: I have not. No.
0: There's a lot to take away from that Nicholas Cage performance. Yeah. Mm. That's that is what I I list as probably my favourite Nick Cage performance.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. I've got to watch that boy.
2: This is a huge claim,
0: Josh. Josh Pappenheim. Do you? Hello. Of course, we are talking about Bucky Larson. Bucky Larson. <laughs> um, do you have a IMDb poorly written plot synopsis or plot summary? I do. Oh, brilliant! Oh, here we
1: go. Well, there's no synopsis. They only have a summary, but the summary is very long. <laughs> here we go. Bucky Larson is a simple-minded, uneducated beaver-toothed young man still living with his protective parents, Jeremiah and Debbie Larson, in a small Iowa town. Initially saddened when he is fired from his job as a bagger at a supermarket, he eventually sees it as a sign that he is destined for greatness in another field. Based on the information he learns, Bucky <laughs> believes that destiny is to become... <laughs> Wait,
0: sorry. Based on information he learns <laughs> is a great... <laughs> great summary of any plot
1: (laughs) based on events that occur more events occur (laughs) all right here we go (sighs) based on information he learns bucky believes that destiny is to become a porn star despite being a virgin who has only recently learned about masturbation with his parents blessing Bucky hops on a bus to Los Angeles to make it big there as a porn star and is taken under the wings of a few people in LA. On the professional side, he meets the reigning king of porn, Dick Shadow, who only sees him as a laughing stock. Then washed up porn director Miles Deep stumbles across what he sees as an untapped niche market for Bucky's limited talents and must try to convince... Investors, who see Bucky as the exact antithesis of porn. On the personal side, Bucky befriends... young <laughs> sorry.
2: Uh. Sorry, it's such a long sign off. It's-, <laughs> it's so...
0: It's, it's the whole film. It's a real layer of... <coughs> it's the whole, whole film.
1: <laughs> On the personal side, Bucky befriends young diner waitress Kathy McGee, who helps him find a place to live albeit with an insensitive oath named Gary, who only wants to get into Kathy's pants and navigate general life in the big city. Kathy is facing her I'm own sorry, demons. I'm sorry, I just
0: need to say, I'm amazed Gary gets a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, ma'am. Final sentence. Final sentence. Here we go. <laughs> Kathy is facing her own demons as she works toward her destiny and Bucky hopes he can help her. Written by Huggo.
0: Huggo. I feel like Huggo's come up before.
1: It's possible. (laughs) Huggo, yeah. He feels like being in the game. Uh, There's another short one which is just a kid from the Midwest moves out to Hollywood in order to follow in his parents' footsteps and become a porn star.
0: Nah, I'm glad we went with the the one. I'm (laughs) I'm glad. Or, the
1: synopsis, it looks like we don't have a synopsis for this title yet.
0: You do, you do, you just read it
1: <laughs> I have a summary I have a summary, Jack
0: No, but that's, that's a not... synopsis yeah, no, I know, I um, know Describe uh... this
2: film to me as many ways as you possibly can <laughs> <laughs> And with the least amount of punctuation, please
0: <laughs> well, let, me, uh, let me give you some stats uh, Yes, oh. please This is from director Tom Brady
1: Of the Brady Bunch slash American
0: Football Nope uh, just the uh, the director of the Hot Chick. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we made the same American football joke. When we <laughs> the, the Hot Chick.
1: My brain is a
0: sieve. <laughs> um. This is stars. This is a starring role for Nick Swordson. Yay! You know, many times we've seen him in a supporting role. This is the uh, first time we get to see him as a lead. Mm. Um. This also stars Christina Ricci.
1: Fuck, man.
0: Stephen Dorff? Yeah. Don Johnson and Mm. Kevin Nealon.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: This came out on the 9th of September, uh, 2011.
1: (gasps) Just in time for the 10-year anniversary.
0: (laughs) Fucking hell. (coughs) God, actually, no, you know what? That is weird, like, the 10-year anniversary of the day that they were shooting the Turtle Claw. Yeah,
1: no, uh, that's, yeah. Master of Disguise. I mean, yeah, let's say that's what I was
2: getting at. <laughs> um, I mean I um, got the reference, I don't know about it else.
0: <laughs> it's a real important day in happy Madison history. A day that will live on in infamy. Uh, so yes, it's made on a budget of ten million dollars. How? Um, <laughs> um I mean hey, look, if it's only an eighth of what just go with it cost. However,
1: so... it is four times the cost of Mean Machine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, at the domestic box office, this made a whole 2.5 million dollars. Whoa! mean and, One mean machine! <laughs> and at the international box office, this made a whole 999 dollars. Woo! <laughs> Just shy of okay. that 1,000 Okay. <laughs> That's good. This opened at number 15 at the US box office, behind Contagion, The Help, Warrior, The Debt, *Columbiana*, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Shark Knight 3D, Apollo 18, Our Idiot Brother, Spy Kids 4D All the Time in the World, Crazy Stupid Love. Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, Kevin Hart, Laugh at My Pain, and The Smurfs. What a shit year it really fucking was.
1: Jesus Christ. I mean, well, you did mention one of my favourite films there.
0: Crazy Stupid Love, which is uh, the basis of the most uh, Happy Madison films. Most Happy Madison films,
1: yes. No, The Smurfs. Um, No, Warrior.
0: Warrior. The The basis of another Happy Madison movie.
1: Yes, we'll get to that.
0: (laughs) Um... Yeah, like just this, this' going through that list, and I was like, uh, I like Contagion, but I wouldn't watch it now. Um, too close to the home, yeah, too close to the
1: bone, too on the nose. One of those, <laughs> too corona, the virus,
0: and of course, as we mentioned, this had a Rotten Tomato score of three <sighs> percent, Daryl before we get into the film as a whole tell us what is your history with the world of adam sandler and happy madison in general
2: um i think adam sandler is it's kind of it's kind of a weird person to think about because i think i think this is kind of something we touched <laughs> upon when we were talking on uh the kickass episode in the future um that you can argue there's some similarities with uh, sandler and cage in that you Know for all the success that they have and for all the fame that they have, they also have a significant number of flops as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of outstanding. So, I was looking on the um, uh, sort of the Happy Madison Wikipedia page just to scroll through some of the films and a
0: font of knowledge that page, <laughs>
2: <laughs> an absolute like, fountain of youth, and it made me feel feelings all over again. And I could probably only count a few that I'd actually seen. I mean. I remember seeing Little Nicky when not too long after that came out. I remember really enjoying Little Nicky, but then again, I would have been about 10 or 11. So I was the prime demographic for a Sandler film. Um, Mr. Deeds I'd seen, uh, Anger Management. I think when you think of the big Sandler films, the ones that everyone sort of knows in for, Click I've seen. Uh, you Don't Mess With The Zohan in high school. I, I really enjoyed that for some reason. Sort of mm. Packy Sack. Yeah, um, it's really funny. You
0: do, it's really good.
2: Um and of course, <laughs> Roses of Red, Violets are Blue, Paul Blatt, Mall Cop one and two. Fuck yeah. I
0: love that little poem. That it's was okay
2: <laughs> Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry. It's what I do. I, br- I just I bring poetry for nothing else. <laughs> um But it's like, you know, there's really good Adam Sandler films, but there's it's like there's nothing in between. He either makes something a very good comedy that does mm. well and people broadly enjoy or it's absolute fucking garbage. Um, and, but it does
0: I, well, and people broadly enjoy. Yeah, it's mm. such yeah, a true. weird
2: anomaly in cinema, the realm of Sandler. Um, and it's obviously it's not that he's a bad actor or anything. I, again, I think we discussed, we touched upon Uncut Gems not so long ago, mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, not in the realm of Happy Madison, but Sandler, I think when he wants to, He can act, he can pull it out of the bag, but I think he just enjoys dicking around with the money that he's made, committing trash to the screen because he can, because it makes money, his name sells, and he's got just like this self-revolving, self-stimulating cycle of work. And, Mm. you know, even though I've disliked more of his production company's films than I've enjoyed... I've kind of got to applaud him for it. I think if I could get away with like putting out trash heap after trash heap, I would do it as well. And um, people just keep
1: coming back or giving him huge 10-film contracts or whatever. Netflix will
2: not stop giving him films. <laughs> um, they are all good, though. I admit it, I've not seen Hubie Halloween. I think that was the most recent one no. that came out. Hubie, um, H- Hubie Halloween. Masterpiece. Lovely. Really. Really fun.
1: <laughs> I thought, yeah, it is quite interesting. I mean, not to make it all Nick Cage versus Adam Sandler, but I think it is fun. Like, yeah, you're right. They both kind of have that min-max strategy of each of them have like great performances and also terrible ones. But there is a very important difference, which is like, yeah, like you said, Adam Sandler just like is a money-making machine. Nick Cage, I feel like all his terrible performances are because that in the wake of like a divorce or a massive tax bill <laughs> like he has to make films there is nothing else that he can do whereas adam sandler's just like you know happily married forever just loves making money he's just he feels so clean like a money machine that's what he is it's very sad
0: we did talk on uh, on cage rage about um what what why haven't sandler and uh, cage come together <sighs> holy shit movie together. but then I also just thought like they'd probably cancel each other out <laughs> do you think yeah it would be it would either be too much or not enough
1: yeah it you either get Adam Sandler doing dead eyes or being too much or you get Nick Cage doing dead eyes or being too much like they need to yeah they need to get together in a room and sign a two picture deal where one of them gets to be the insane one in each
2: yeah. film you know yeah, I think it'd be a difficult balancing act because you know, again, I say this with no hint of irony. I think Nicolas Cage is the greatest actor of this any the next generation. <laughs> I genuinely think he's fantastic. Yeah, Oh um, hey,
0: I think he's a wonderful actor. Definitely,
2: like you know, and he has the awards for like Leaving Las Vegas, the nominations for adaptation. He's got like a list of like acclaimed films that other actors, with his length of service, I make it sound like it's in the military, but his length. <laughs> I've seen <in>, Tigerland. <laughs> Is that, that him? Is, um,
0: no.
2: <laughs> I mean, I
1: ta- wind Talkers.
2: Wind no, Talkers, that, yeah. No, wind
0: Talkers is him.
1: Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. There we go. I've seen Wind
2: yeah. Talkers. Wind Talkers. edit that. <laughs> <laughs> you creep it in, you coward. <laughs> um, but like I say, he's got an untouchable resume of films. You know, like uh, uh, Wild at Heart, Leaving Las Vegas again, Con Air, Face Off, The Rock, Joe. Peggy Sue got married. Peggy Sue got married. Uh, Mandy as well. Um, mm. It, with with Adam Sandler, it's like, I, th- I think he enjoys doing comedies because this is kind of his comfort zone. I don't know how well he takes to dramatic roles because he doesn't really do them. I don't know when he got the award for Uncut Gems. I think it was the Screen Actors Guild Award. I could be yeah. wrong. Um, or, uh, that
0: or the Independent Spirit Award. That's
2: it. I remember I was watching um, his acceptance speech. I just remember just how... I think you can tell sort of how uncomfortable he was because he did it all in like I'm Adam Chandler, I got to make a bad movie. <laughs> he did love the, Mickey, yeah. <laughs> in the way that Family Guy parodies him, like oh this bike hurt my heinie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't, I just don't know. I've got an award much. and I've got the roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I just think there'd have to be a, a tentative, difficult middle ground where I think it would have to be a comedy, but cage would have to be the straight man but i think even in like dramatic roles he finds comedy and comedy finds the drama i think that's the only way it would work the only way it would work for me is that sandler cannot touch the script he can't be anywhere near <laughs> right yeah, it yeah. um
0: this is this has just made me think though what if sandler had done collateral like he was supposed to and oh nicholas cage took the tom cruise role And it was Adam Sandler driving around Nicholas Cage. Holy fuck. Just imagine Nick Cage yelling at Sandler, like, this is my business. You don't fuck with my business. Michael
1: Mann, I know you're listening. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Make it happen.
2: I mean, I'm still calling for the shot for shot um, direct remake of The Nutty Professor with all characters played by Nicholas Cage. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) That's what I want. (laughs) Um, But I am also... with
0: Nick Cage in blackface?
2: oh i mean i'm not saying no Uh, (laughs) no 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 of course not No, of course not blackface um but i just i just think nicholas cage should be in everything that's my overarching non-racist point um the racist points of the patreon eddie
0: murphy does whiteface in the original so why couldn't nick cage do blackface in the remake (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like this. I like This is a new character, yes? This
0: is belligerent man on internet.
2: I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belligerent I, man whose only argument point is the fact that Eddie Murphy should also do whiteface. Yeah, well, <laughs> he did it, so it's yeah.
0: only fair.
2: <laughs> all true, I will say about it? Eddie I'm Murphy... I'm all
0: about fairness. <laughs> unless it comes to women's rights.
1: It is only fair, belligerent, belligerent white man. Can I call you Bwim? Bwim. <laughs>
0: Bwim. Wim w- Wim
2: Wim Wenders, Wim Wobson. Yeah. <laughs> Official white man bio just reads like anti PC, anti left, <laughs> anti woke. Love the wife. Love my club. Love Adam Sandler. R.I.P. Union Big Jack. <laughs> you can't buy him. Big farmer won't buy me out. Union Jack. Union, <laughs> Jack, Union Jack.
0: Hashtag COVID <laughs> is a lie.
2: <laughs> I ain't never seen anything. Like, I can't punch it. it can't be real. <laughs> Um, is that how men talk? I've been inside for so you long. You have been reading my diary.
0: <laughs> it, you know what? Maybe this is like the film I want to get produced by Happy Madison Productions. Just this character out in the world. <laughs> Who would play him?
1: Kevin James. Nick, Nick Swartz. No, it's KJ all the way. You know he could well, do it. It's
0: just him playing himself. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's Well, let's get into it then. Who who among us had seen Bucky Larson before?
1: Absolutely not.
2: <laughs> no, until you um, messaged me, Jack, with sort of, you know, I think back in February with the list of films, I'd never heard, I think I'd not heard of a lot of these, but I just <laughs> instinctively knew I wanted some garbage. I wanted <laughs> trash to talk about. And then this one is like Bucky Larson... There's a plot to do with some in way, shape, or form porn, 3%. I was like, I don't need to hear any more about it. I want this one. And that was as much research as... Yeah, sold to the lowest bidder. (laughs) (laughs) And that was as much research as I did on it. I um, I must say, I was so
0: happy that someone did, like, request this movie. Mm. I'm always happy (laughs) when people request the movies that no one's heard of.
2: It makes podcast guesting so much easier when people, you know, take your crumbs, You, your, your awful bucky crumbs, but I'm, <laughs> I'm gobbling them up because I'm an absolute, you know, rotten tomato cuck over here, begging for something <laughs> lesser than five percent Yeah, the, lo- the lower the score, the better.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's nice. Thank you for, yeah, we've, uh, we're in the petting zoo, we've pulled down our trousers, we've put the peanut butter on, and you're oh the, my God, you're how the does- little goat
2: coming in. I am having a good time. Baba Black Sheep, sir.
0: <laughs> For people who don't, who haven't watched this, which I'm going to assume is a lot of people, this—that's how this movie starts.
2: <laughs> it's in such a bold start, it genuinely really yeah. incredible.
0: It's, it's just my first note. starts on a goat blowjob joke.
2: <laughs> Not even two minutes in, some guys getting filleted by goats. <laughs>
0: It's also like it's not a character within the film. It's It's not like a guy who like it's. It's just a man. It's it just opens on a man who we never see again. Gets a paste and rubs it on his crotch.
1: It's scene setting, isn't it? Scene setting. It's it's building out the rich tapestry of the world.
2: I think like the first two minutes that it was them, and I think maybe for well not European anymore. Fuck Europe, um, UK (laughs) UK viewers. Like us, um and I don't know my my USA geography. I can't tell you what's different about mm. one area to the next. But it seems two minutes in, Adam Sandler, at least, is trying to tell me that the Midwest is full of weird people. There's that guy getting mm. breathalyzed on a tractor. This yes, guy's yes, in broad it's... daylight. He gives him, did he give someone a thumb up as well as the goat goes to town on him? Yeah, yeah he
1: does. It's a well-known goat. <laughs> <laughs> So, like,
0: Little Sebastian. It's probably the know, goat from um, uh, "You Don't Mess with the Zohan."
2: Oh fuck, it could be that goat. Used to be a prom queen. Have some respect.
0: <laughs> so yes, this so this movie opens with the the goat fillet show, mm. and then moves to again something that really doesn't need to be that this the. So, the set dressing for this story is so strange, in that we then move to him working in this grocery store. Yes, where a man is very angry with him.
1: Fake Gilbert Gottfried is man, all I yeah. took for it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Man is very angry with not like a customer is very angry with him. A guy who works with him is very <laughs> angry. Boss is him very angry at him and just yells at him. And fires him <laughs> because he hits himself. The yeah. the man, the man, the boss hits himself and accuses Bucky Larson of <laughs> and fires him.
1: I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that's my first
2: laugh of this film. <laughs> it's
1: fake, Gilbert Gottfried hitting himself in the
2: face. <laughs> I only I only recognize this guy because he was like he played the main villain in a season of Supernatural, like, season 8 or 9. Fuck, wow. Called Metatron. He was the scribe of God. He was, like, the big bad. And it was... Ooh. I think they saw him in this. I mean... <laughs> I think they saw him in this, like, that's the kind of dick attitude we want for someone associated with God in our, <laughs> in our show. So that means he, he's, he shares a role
1: with Alan Rickman.
0: The Metatron, yes. That's crazy.
2: There you go. Look at that.
0: What a guy. And also, of course, that time that Alan Rickman played that grocery store manager. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: In,
1: um, what film was that? Mm, Truly Madly Deeply? No.
0: No? Love Actually. Oh, Love Actually,
1: yes.
2: Alan Rickman, born to be a German villain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have hit myself, and now I'm going to fire you, Mr. Potter.
2: <laughs> I've hit myself three times. There will not be a four. Bucky Larson.
0: Oh my God! He's
1: also in Southland Tales.
0: <laughs> oh, it's Kurt- it's Curtis Armstrong. I didn't realize it was Curtis Armstrong when I watched it. He's in um uh, he's in loads of stuff. He was in Revenge of the Nerds, guys. He was bugger.
1: Booger. Oh my God! Like in the Hot Chick, which was also directed. By, Tom, by Brady. Tom Brady,
0: it's fuck. It's
1: all coming and, together.
0: And he uh, and um and he was in Moonlighting, which is just a great show. So many,
2: <laughs> So many strings in the bow. I mean, he's been active since the early '80s.
0: Yeah, um, Curtis and, Armstrong and. For some reason, he is just in the opening scenes of Bucky Larson. I mean,
1: just one last thing. I don't want to blow your mind, but this film exists in the iCarly universe. Because Jimmy Fallon. Because is Curtis in. Armstrong also plays a store clerk
2: <laughs> in iCarly. Is this like Seven Degrees of Armstrong right now? <laughs> and,
0: and Jimmy Fallon plays himself in an episode of iCarly. Holy shit. <laughs>
1: this film ties it. Ah, uh, yeah, right. This film may have done terribly at the box office, but I think it is a crucial part of the mechanism that keeps Hollywood going. It is, it is, the, the, ta- it is the tapestry of life. Yeah. If you if you remove this, all of cinema all falls. falls apart. Yeah. Exactly. We've
2: cracked. Isn't Icarly getting a reboot now? So there's I a Carly chance. Icarly is getting a reboot. There's Bucky like a reboot. A 0.0001% no, 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 chance that Bucky Larson could appear. <laughs> Got to hop, a you know, carry the fire yeah. for Bucky Larson.
0: Shall we talk a little bit about the character of Bucky Larson as portrayed by Nick Swanson? Because, oh. it—I mean, this is a one-joke movie, and the the joke is Bucky Larson. It's got yeah. at
1: least three jokes if you break Bucky Larson down into his constituent parts.
2: <laughs> I think that the grocery store bit, as well, we're talking about, is also important in that it sets up. One of the main jokes and is that that every time there's a new character, Bucky Larson is insulted throughout yes. the entire film. Yeah. He's just bullied relentlessly.
0: This is a running theme in Happy every, Madison movies. Every. I had <laughs> it's a been feeling. a while since I feel like we've had like a loser character. It's been two movies. What was the, la- what was the last one? Zookeeper. N- different type of loser. Mm, I guess like It's true. been a long time since we've had, like... Bucky Larson reminded me a lot of Deuce Bigelow.
1: Yes. And, like, yes, just,
0: like, 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 a loser who is so hapless. Mm. You know, like, Zookeeper at least is, like, vaguely capable. He is a zookeeper, after all. Maybe and blood. a car salesman. Blart. Blart again is vaguely capable.
2: I mean, he definitely applies himself, the old Blart, and he he just defends them
0: all. <laughs> he does. He, he is he is a hero in a sense, and he has like he he has a purpose. You know, he does he follows through on what he does. Yeah, but I get... Bucky Larson doesn't. Bucky Larson is a pawn. <laughs> you know, like he is—he's
2: a, he's a pawn.
0: He is he's in, in pawn, pawn
2: Jack. <laughs> he is one pawn. He is—he you
0: know—he is just—he just exists. He doesn't That's impact true, anything really. He just sort of goes from scene to scene and yeah. and so it was just like oh here, here what would this scene all these scenes could just take place normally if Bucky Larson wasn't in this movie you know yeah
1: I mean you could say there's only two characters I can think of that you can say that about one is Bucky Larson and the other is Mr. Bean <laughs> <laughs> if you take them out of the equation everything's fine or Mr. Magoo, maybe I don't know. This reminds so, me. Know, I watched like... a
0: Mr. Blobby clip earlier. Which I haven't <laughs> watched like anything of Mr. Blobby in years.
1: <laughs> it was just like. Does it still hold up? I,
0: it just really upset me. Because he's just, he's just quite like a constant barrage of disaster.
1: He's malicious. <laughs> he is deeply hi- malevolent. It was
0: him meeting Hyacinth Bouquet from Keeping Up Appearances. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> really, I
1: really hate
2: that. I kind of want to see this clip now.
0: I want to see, want to <laughs> so see how it like, plays out. I don't think it
1: exists. I think this is a dream. <laughs>
0: Um, she's not very happy to meet him. I'll tell you that much.
1: I can imagine.
0: <laughs> they don't get on. Uh-oh. Does it go blobby, blobby, bucket, blobby? It's, it's, kind like of, it's kind of like that.
2: Fuck's sake! I think in in my head, I have to imagine that there's like a they catch each other's eyes across the room. There's just like a slow lean in, and then the husband walks in, like high blob, and then it like ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you
2: know, will, will will Hyacinth bouquet? Will she continue the long standing marriage of her husband, or will she elope with a demon?
1: <laughs> <laughs> will she follow her dreams and gob on his blob? <laughs>
0: Wob so, Gob on, well, yes. Blob. So Bucky Larson is sort of a, a human Mr. <laughs> Blobby. He's yeah. like he's just very strange. Like uh, so the joke is that he has buck teeth. <laughs> he has yeah. Bucky. Yes. I I I am pretty sure that's Bucky. where the name came from. Maybe. Um uh What's
1: Bucky short for?
0: Uh What's he called in um oh, uh, James.
1: Yeah, but his name is James Bucky Barnes. Yeah, so like
0: James James Bucky Barnes.
1: The name Bucky means little buck. What the fuck? Isn't what the his, fuck are you isn't his to tell middle me?
0: name? And in, in, in Buchanan, in, yeah, isn't Bucky in the Winter Soldier is, is Buchanan? So yeah, <laughs> yes. maybe he's called Bucky Buchanan.
2: Larson Winter Soldier. Now there's now there's the off I want. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I'd, I'd rather that than what we got. Um
2: I found it. There's a, there's a, that I, there's an Irish racehorse called Bucky Larson. Apparently, <gasps> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> when are they next racing?
0: Well, put I, all all the, all the money we've made from Truly Happily Madison <laughs> is going on that race. Yeah, how much
1: is? How much do you get, like, 50 to 1 on zero pounds?
2: <laughs> apparently, the, the last race Bucky Larson won was in October or November of 2020 at 6 to 1 odds. Not great, not terrible, mm. not bad. Apparently, it's 18. And I made notes of this because it just felt relevant and right <laughs> at God. the time. Because I wanted to compare the Larson's. Uh, but apparently, it's, I mean, it's 18 races it's had. It's won five. It has a 28% win rate. So you compare that to the 3% of this film, Bucky Larson the horse is 9.3%. <laughs> uh, well, not been three times more successful than Bucky Larson born to be a star.
0: And that's how, math. How, big is, you know how big is the horse's dick? That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say! That's another tie to this film!
1: <laughs> Bucky Larson is holding the universe together. Horse, big penis, Bucky... Comedically small.
0: But yes, the, so the other joke about Bucky Larson is that he has a very small penis. Extremely um, small. And uh, and then the third joke is that he has a, a midwestern accent.
1: Oh, you're forgetting the fourth joke then.
0: Well, he's got a bad haircut.
1: He's got a bad haircut. <laughs> this
0: is yeah. it. Like, that's it. <laughs> like This is like... They came up with this character. I assume this is like a character that like Nick Swardson was doing. Yeah. Or, like, or like he, like, sort of came up with and then went to, like, Alan Covert and Adam Sandler, the co-writers of this movie, mm. and said, like, I've oh got this great character. Can we build a film around him? <laughs>
2: Please. I just imagine the the pitch was, imagine a simpleton. Well, that's... And, and, and <laughs> There we go.
0: Well, that's truly happily Madison all, all the way yeah, down. Yeah, that's all of it. <laughs> um... But yeah, this yeah this film is just like it is following the misadventures of this guy who just doesn't get life. I guess the there is something qu- quite terrifying about some of the situations he's in. The scene where he learns to masturbate,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> awful. <laughs> some of the worst lines I've ever heard. I mean, I know they're intentionally terrible, but like. Yeah, they go down into this basement that I swore blind for a while was the same basement as Grandma's Boy. (laughs) And I was expecting Dante to be down there, but it's fine he wasn't. Uh, Oh you've got got a
0: collection of you've got um you've got Adam Fake Jonah Hill. You've got fake Jonah Hill who's played by Brandon Hardesty, who I remember as a YouTuber from when I was a teenager, who would just like do lip syncing stuff with films um right adam hirschman who i've seen in a few movies who i think his entire comedic thing is that he's got big hair right
1: oh that yeah I've seen yeah him in a few
0: things and he's just the guy with big hair like that's his whole shtick
1: oh he's in i now pronounce you chuck
2: and larry he's yeah. in
0: um he's in accepted as the guy with big hair
2: I mean, he, he found a niche and he got there first and respect. I, mean, yeah, I respect don't know who enough. the
0: other guy is. I can't, like, find which actor he is. But he's quite terrifying. I couldn't quite tell what his Witch. thing was. The blonde guy in the blue shirt. He looks like a Tim and Eric character, just, like, well, purposefully old. That's yeah. so what I thought because I don't. Has anyone else watched Beef House?
2: I know who you're on about. No, you keep talking about it. I know who you're on about, yeah.
0: Beef House is great. Everyone should watch Beef House, <laughs> which is a Tim and Eric show, which is done like a, a sitcom. And this whole scene of them teaching Bucky how to masturbate feels like a scene out of Beef House, but not done well. But yes, the yeah. the, the the man who is like shouting instructions at Bucky on mm-hmm. how to masturbate, watching his parents do porn... Um, do you think they know...
1: No, they don't know that before they put the film under do they? No, or but do why, they?
0: Did, why is that the film? they like setting up a projector to watch it, so I feel like they, they must kind of know what they're getting into. If they... How did you watch porn as a child, Jack? <laughs>
2: Some of us are connoisseurs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you've got to get out the 1980s
0: projector and set it up in your parents basement solid line from bucky asking if it was a robot head and big hair man saying i wish Uh.
2: (laughs) this scene was like how many how many masturbation jokes can you fit into 60 seconds and there were a lot what
1: jokes it had lines like so so i guess bucky must have been like what's masturbating And someone, probably the one with the big hair, said, it means rubbing your skin flute after it gets stiff from seeing a couple of love balloons. Yeah. Horrible! And then later (laughs) said something along the lines of, inflate your
0: fun tube,
1: and then someone, keep a hand free in case you want to
0: poke on your fun button! I think that was all, like, fake Jonah Hill.
1: (laughs) Oh, it could be. (laughs) They all feel like things Jonah Hill would say in Strange Wilderness, but transported forward in time
0: um yeah I just, yeah this, and yeah so we find out he's watching his parents one of his parents is uh, his dad is uh is the granddad from uh from Gilmore Girls which um You're... was upsetting yeah. to me
1: or as people might better know him the dad from Richie Rich
0: <laughs> he is also the dad from Richie Rich I also think he might have played Herman Munster in something or that might just be because his last name is Herman and he's tall <laughs> what a range of fathers
1: common nice misconception
2: I think well the, the, the yeah. parents porno the farmer in the smell
0: he did play Herman Munster oh. <laughs> ah, brilliant Herman
2: Munster starring yeah, in the farmer in the in, smell
0: in the, um, in the uh, TV movie Here Comes the Munsters very
1: good why didn't I look at the cast list before? Because I've spent the last two days since I watched this waking up in cold sweats going, was Jonathan Loughran playing the bondage guy who jumps in the pool? <laughs> and it was!
0: Yeah. It was
2: five seconds. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, Bucky learns that his parents are porn stars. He, he he were porn stars in the 70s. They don't really have sort of a very good explanation for why they were they're just sort of like, a guy saw us on the beach and decided to put us in a porno. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he decides that he's going to follow in their footsteps and he goes to California and we're introduced to Alan Covert as a man in a uh, video, a porn video store. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. mean, where
2: where else would you go? He, he <laughs> wants to be a super-duper movie star. He's not phased at all by the fact that he's parents are quite well-known porn stars. He thinks it's his destiny to also fornicate professionally. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, he's listening to Umbop on the coach on the way to the Hollywood. He's sleeping nice. on a peak. Um, yeah. I Absolutely.
0: really got annoyed when Umbop came on, just because I was just like, this just feels like such a fucking basic joke. Give him something weird to listen to. Have him listen to Scream Metal on the way there.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just a very po- polite, I think... It's like he's, he's a simple man listening to almost simple music, and I feel I'm being very detrimental of umbop on the Hansons. In some way, he could be the missing fourth Hanson, and rightfully should be mm. the missing fourth Hanson with those... The, maybe that's the joke. The Hayden maybe Hayden
1: his Maybe his act is secret is that he also thinks that he is the fourth Hanson this was left behind. Maybe
2: this is a great film, and there's so much comedic subtlety and we're the losers trashing it <laughs> over here. I mean, you say
1: that right, but... <laughs> I
0: did laugh.
1: I did laugh, but I'm also going to go out on a limb and say, this is the best film that we've seen.
0: Okay, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because about three quarters of the way through I had an epiphany Jack yeah I saw through time I think these films are parodies of films no I think this film and this is what I was trying to talk to you about earlier but without giving too much away this film is if you take the base elements of a three-act structured I want to get something by the end of this film you know humble beginnings they go out somewhere, they start making something of themselves, they meet a girl, that's happening, mm-hmm. they get bigger, blah, blah, they lose themselves, etc. That is this film, but just pared down it's, to its base elements, it's and a... then warped through a horrible mirror, and it comes out as something grotesque. But doesn't it say more about the film industry, Jack, than any of those films? This no, film no, Josh, is hasn't. the key This is the Rosetta Stone. <laughs> that the archaeologists will look at and they will understand <laughs> culture.
0: No. And I truly believe that. This is just like your fucking uh, tartar grade uh, tachyon stuff from last week. <laughs> this is just, just, just you few reaching it's not
1: reaching it's
0: right there if you would only open your eyes to see one of my notes is just that this plot is so ramshackle (laughs) (laughs) like because it's just what I I think in an opposite way while you think it's a deconstruction of of, yes I just think it's a very lazy script written by three very lazy men it's like it is it is just they have this character they think porn is very funny, very funny, um, which I don't think porn is that funny. No. They they've seen Boogie Nights, um, which this film is sort of parodying in a way, um, and they're just like, okay, we're going to write something. It's going and we'll hit all the beats that sort of normal movies hit, but yes, all yes, yes. we want is just to have this character be out there and having fun because he's so funny and porn is so funny also like i yeah, i fair. think like there is the last act of this movie is the shortest last act of any movie
1: yeah <laughs> i yeah and i get, it, it got 10 minutes to the end i was like they're still they're still on that that second act that second act pinnacle nothing's Nothing's progressing yet. So, yes, as, like as the film goes
0: minutes. on, uh, Bucky develops a relationship with Christina Ricci. She is the girl Good he God. loses his virginity to. And mm. he... Um, she leaves him very abruptly. We're then told in a flashback <laughs> yeah. that Don Johnson, who is Bucky's backer, is the director who wants to make Bucky a star told Christina Ricci to leave him for reasons. Um, The reasons make sense. I don't even remember what the reasons are, Josh.
1: She's going to hold him back from following his dream because he wants Bucky to fuck rather than... Yeah, listeners, if you haven't seen the film, Bucky's a porn star, yes, but he has a hilarious problem, which is that when he sees an exposed breast... He comes wildly and uncontrollably from his tiny, micro penis, so violently, in fact, so that it will shoot across the room and outside of ha- outside of rooms,
0: even. My uh, one of my notes. I have a few notes that I've just noted down. What is terrifying in this movie, and one of them is mm. Bucky coming. Yes. Sorry, Darren, I feel like we've not asked you. How, what do you think on Josh's theory? <laughs> that this is uh that this is a secret breakdown on Hollywood's cinema
2: nonsense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no! No 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 no. Absolutely. I do think that sort of idea does exist. I do think there like there are people like Tim and Eric who do sort of stuff like that. Mm. I don't yeah. think it's this movie yeah I mean
2: there's nothing obviously inherently wrong with setting a film in and around the adult industry or trying to have a kind of composed breakdown of Hollywood and the vanity and the pursuit of the dream or anything like that
0: there are good movies um, about porn Boogie Nights is a good
1: movie that was one of my first notes is I wish I was watching Boogie Nights <laughs> <laughs> you wish you
0: were watching Zack and Mary make a porno no <laughs> I think there
2: are the the very, very, you know, gnawed and rotten bare bones of a better idea here. But I just think for me personally, and even though there were scenes mostly from Gary that did make me laugh, um, whether I liked it or not, I don't know. The film just felt very sneering from the first frame, just a bit, bit just aggressive and punching down and bullying and just mm, bullying mm. Um, You know, in some respects it's just childish high school level. A little bit vile in a lot of ways because it's not making a point. You know, Bucky never really defends himself. He doesn't massively overcome anything. Everything, excuse the pun, everyone does everything else for him. And I I think the whole point is that they've discovered his small penis. Um, There's that whole back and forth of whether he can make it in the industry. But because he basically ejaculates on sight at the exposure of breasts, screeching like a baboon on fire, I think it's worthwhile yes. as well. Um, it's miles deep. Basically, takes a huge punt on him and says because he is so small and um, you know, and no one's as small as he is, he therefore makes women feel better about their partners who have small penises. Um, And that's why he becomes so successful, because he's a a confidence booster to um, people in confidence crisis in their own relationships. Um, No
0: one would watch these.
2: (laughs) No,
1: but isn't this? The story you have just described is Adam Sandler's origin story. This is an autobiographical deconstruction of the Hollywood industry because Adam Sandler is Bucky. Adam Sandler <laughs> is a guy from the Midwest. Uh, Adam
0: Sandler, as we've many times said, well, Adam Sandler's not from the Midwest.
1: He's from a coast, but it's not New York. It's up from there. Yeah, I'm going to say that's the Midwest. It's up not from proper. New York
0: is not the Midwest. He's
1: not from New York. He's not from LA. It's the Midwest. He finds out he's good at one thing and one thing only. What's that? It's making weird noises with his mouth, like Bucky, and he also goes too far at too little, like Bucky. He then gets brought into the Hollywood machine and taken advantage of as a one-hit wonder that
0: just keeps but returning. He doesn't get taken advantage of because he runs his own production company. And- well,
1: yeah, no. See, this is the thing. Yeah. So when Bucky reaches, like, when he when he frees himself from from. The, from the porn industry at the end of the film after getting all the accolades the accolades that Adam Sandler got not not awards but accolades you know like money for the wedding singer for the wedding singer for for, 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 for the water boy for the other one Big, Big Daddy. Daddy he then gets out of that machine and he decides to go off and do something for himself he decides to go and open up a restaurant a restaurant that serves shit like Adam Sandler setting up Happy Madison Productions. This well, you, is the origin story. You
0: know what, Josh? You know what? Because I think you're wrong. <laughs> think but. You're wrong. but you know, you know what? He, someone who might agree with you is uh, is actor and writer Nick Swardson.
1: <gasps> What's he said? Uh,
0: Swardson came out and uh, he dismissed the negative reviews.
1: Good, good on him. And he, good on him. he
0: said... I knew the critics were going to bury us because of the acting, how it was written (laughs) and directed. (laughs) None of those reviewers were psyched to see Bucky Larson and laugh. They go in with the mentality, fuck these guys for making another movie. Mm. They go in there to kind of headhunt. It makes me laugh because it's just so embarrassing. It makes them look like such morons.
2: (laughs) Joke's on all of us, right? You
0: see? (laughs) He also com- He gets it. <laughs> he also complains that uh, um, about the poor financial showing in the movie. He said, to promote an R-rated movie with commercials with this character, it was just really, really hard. It was hard mm. to get the movie across to people. The trailer in cinemas was really tame because we couldn't show any of the insanity. And even if we did, it wouldn't hit because it had no context. Of course, context is very important in this film. Um, it was just really frustrating and he hopes that uh, more people would find appreciation for this film on DVD which I can't say I think they have because I don't think anyone's seen this.
2: Well, he, he said that about finding appreciation on DVD, so I checked the website CEX for Bucky Larson. <gasps>
0: um,
2: for those who don't know, in the, in the UK, very popular secondhand buy buy-and-sell media DVD game store. Um, others are available. Hashtag not on ad. Um, you can pick up Bucky Larson <laughs> we'll for take a, that <laughs> You can pick up a copy of Bucky Larson for a pound, a single Great British pound. The website merely says is in stock. You also get a 24-month warranty. <laughs> They're giving you a lot of time to bring this back. But Whoa. they will only buy it back from you for a penny. So, <laughs> so, Well, you know what they say. In for a pound, out for a penny. <laughs> in for a penny, out for a 24-month warranty on Bucky Larson, born to be a star.
0: Josh, I, I'm just going to go back quickly to your... Campaign to make this movie better, and I'm gonna ignore the sort of not a campaign man, the Sandler biopic. Why did you ignore that? Because I I, I just because you could apply that to any movie. (laughs) No, (laughs) Um, it's
1: this one specifically. He wrote it, man,
0: he did, he wrote Grown Ups as well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's about him as an old man This is a companion piece This is about him as a young <laughs> I'm gonna man I'm going
0: to ignore this And I'm going to go back <laughs> to your campaign About it being a deconstruction on the Hollywood movie Yes, yes, yes It's not weird enough to be that
1: Well, you say that, no, right? No, but, I do
0: say that and I'm right
1: Well, you say that, right? But I, w- I think what triggered this thought Is there's a moment I can't remember exactly what's happening But Bucky is in his room in the flat that he lives in and it i think he's talking to his mum on the phone and he's having a bit of a cry and he's having a moment you know and then he gets off the phone and then suddenly kevin Nealon appears out of the yes that is a weird that's closet. one weird moment
0: no, but <laughs> that's one he appears weird out of the closet moment. and
1: then screams something at him that i can't remember what is it is that the bit where he's like did you eat my grape i mean that no, was a earlier for me Oh yeah, I can't remember what he. I'm like. gonna to
0: give it away now. My MVP is very easily Kevin Nealon.
1: Yeah, man, I have to I agree. Mean, he's not mine, but <laughs> like we've had
0: that. a lot of films and that have had Kevin ne- Kevin so far, and he's never really stood out. He's great in this. He's
2: so aggressive mm. throughout all the film. He just hates Bucky from the get-go. <laughs> that scene you're on about the grape, this is after like, the first time he's been told he can't be a star. Miles is saying, look, I'm just being honest. You're too nice. You're not cut out for this. So he's crying and snotting, and then Gary comes in, and his direct quote is, did you eat one of my grapes, you son of a bitch? <laughs> and I, Yeah, that's it. Did you eat my grape? Is that where you're crying, you son of a bitch? The, well, incredible. The grape <laughs> is a recurring joke as well later, because... Um, <laughs> Bucky buys his own cereal, but he's like, hey, "Boy, you're going to use some milk." And he's like, "No, I don't have any milk of my own," so he fills his cereal with tap water. Then later, when he's making money from porn, he fills the fridge with milk as like, like a nice joke. gesture. And he's like, "Where the fuck am I going to put my grapes?" And I was like, <laughs> so, "I thought it was brilliant." <laughs> so
0: this is it. Like, I would agree with you more, Josh, if there was more of that. If this, if this film was m- a more strange characters populating it like the fact Mm. is you have characters like miles deep who is a character who would appear in sort of any movie like he is like he's this don johnson playing a porn director there's nothing sort of weird or parody-ish about it it is just that same for um steven dorf as dick shadow like yeah there's there's not enough of it to like I'd argue that a better example of what you're talking about would be something like Orgasmo, which, uh, mm. you know, again, tackles the porn world mm. and does it in that sort of Trey Parker, Matt Stone, break down what a Hollywood movie is style way. Mm. Um,
1: I I mean, I'm not going to concede, but I do understand and agree with what you're saying. But that's not the point. Because I've said it now, and I'm not going to retract it. This is the greatest film. Yeah, it's not. It's not.
0: Um,
2: I was just thinking about your point, Josh. And what if Adam Sandler is actually Dick Shadow? (gasps) Fuck. Yeah, but who? Oh, what?
1: Oh, so this is Nick Swardson's. Yeah, and yes, Dick Shadow. Is the big boy? He's Adam Sandler. Wouldn't wouldn't Adam he, Sandler be? What miles if Adam Sandler is
0: all of these characters? Wouldn't, yeah, Adam Sandler would be miles deep. Uh, yeah, yeah, but um, who's Dick Shadow? There's a Happy
2: Madison verse, and it turns out the last film. These are all in Sandler's yes, head. Benston. I just think it, <gasps> Sandler could be Shadow. If I think if you look at mm. if you look at Shadow, you're kind of winning me over. I'm not going to lie here. I'm just going to buy into it for a minute. <laughs> If Adam Sandler is Go Dick deeper, Shad- go deeper, go deeper, go miles deeper. <laughs> just like in such a... In the overarching Happy Madison sense, you know, this is... Dick Shadow is, is well, quote-unquote, the bad guy in this film, just because he's, mm. he's the only person who really stands in Bucky Larson's way, and he's the first person to really make aggressive fun of his micro-penis, pushes him off a roof into a pole. Um, but then by the end you of it... You know, he's had that bad date with Kathy, but then he looks over and there's still that that harem of beautiful women still ushering him over. He doesn't get his comeuppance. He's still successful. He's still going to, you know, get the girls in the end, like in the bad guys sense. And maybe in the sense of Adam Sandler, he makes all these bad films, but he'll go on being successful. They are the same person. Yeah, Matt. Fuck. I like that. Oh, oh, you like that well-thought-out
1: one, but you don't like my <laughs> cobbled-together <Yeah>. one. <laughs> Fine. Well, I'm going Adam Sandler is Dick Shadow and Bucky Larson Ooh, son of a bitch. and because like this is a I film like about self actualization. Well, i into that. Adam Sandler is his own worst enemy, holding him back, and he's also his best friend, encouraging him on, and he's also a scared
2: little boy with a microphone Dau- Dau- If you said first... the
0: same thing, I would agree. <laughs> I know that's true. I know that's true.
2: I think this. So this film really is actually Fight Club. It's all going on in you, someone's head
0: again. You know I again, think you're it's right. Fight Club. Fuck you. Oh, no,
1: yes. this is this film is about the duality of man being a lie and it's actually the triality
0: of man. Boo. It's three. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> it's it's Catholicism. The father, the son, and the holy ghost. Nick Swordson, no. Miles Deep is the father. Oh, no, the father's um. Nick Swordson is the son and No, and Stephen Dorf, Dick's Shadow, is the Holy Ghost. He holds into account it's the Lacanian big other and the little oh, As much as, and the as Shadow no,
0: look, look. Dick Shadow the Shadow is Lacanian, Fuck as Fun as this is, it. Josh, I think we actually do need to discuss the film.
1: Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, get us to talk about things like. Can we talk about a wh- lot of good micro penises are like vagina jokes?
0: Can we talk about the actual jokes? Because there are jokes in this that did make me laugh. Go on. It, it, this isn't even a joke. This is just a line that got me from someone I really don't like. Usually, um, Nick Totoro just has the line of um, "Marge's got hairy ears like a tarantula." Just that made me laugh.
1: <laughs> Fuck off, did you laugh at that? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Translators Christ. don't have ears. That's true. That's what that's what we all know from that Home Alone anecdote. Uh,
0: um, uh, and I did laugh, at, uh, and I think this was a joke from the trailer where uh, Jimmy Fallon tells um, Bucky Larson that he doesn't look like a porn star, and Bucky Larson just responds with, "Oh yeah, because I'm wearing a sweater." <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, got yeah. me. That got me. I was like, "That's did that's it? a pretty funny line."
2: Um, that, was, that was for me, you know, the same laugh that comedians give when they watch other comedians, just like,
0: huh. yeah.
2: And that's what a oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> high praise, high praise. I like that after. <laughs>
0: after I wrote, oh, um, after I wrote down, I liked the line about Harry is like a tarantula. My next note is just Nick Tatura kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also, I shout out to. Um, the girl from uh, the hot chick, not the hot chick, the house bunny, and um, Idaho. Yeah, Idaho. Uh, she just had a line about being in porn. She just wrote. It was just. I knew I'd be good at this. I was a huge whore in high school, but I mm. just made me laugh. <laughs> there was yeah, there was stuff like this. Was not as bad a film as I thought it was going to be.
1: Same, I mean, obviously it's a masterpiece, but yeah.
0: This was not the three percent or on tomatoes that I thought it was going to be. No, yeah. no, no, no. Daryl, you all disagree, I can tell. <laughs> I
2: feel, I feel like you know, all the characters just happen to be get to where they need to be very conveniently. Yes, I think the the height of convenience of this film is you know after he's gone to the uh, the adult video store and he's like um, like oh I'm here to be a, a star. And he's like oh we've got to go to audition so that finds an audition advertised at the um, the apartment is oh, staying out like this. He goes, no. to a, <laughs> he goes to a mac and cheese audition um, and then uh, the director is, you know, just said, oh, he's like, I like your accent. The other people are like, he's not what we're looking for. He doesn't have a headshot. He doesn't fit the bill. This isn't what we're casting for at all. But then he immediately whacks off just drops trow, goes to town on himself. This is like my gets... worst
0: nightmare to see this in real life.
2: <laughs> I think you you've got to see it once, haven't you? Just to say you've
1: lived. I thought um, you meant to go for an audition and misread the brief.
0: No, no, just to be <laughs> auditioning people and have someone just come in, about to act, and just violently jerks off in front of me. I would cry. I,
2: I think the sadist <laughs> to me would be like, no, no, no. Let him get to the end of the scene. I want to see how this plays out. Um, But then it's like, no, the brief was mac and cheese, not trowel round knees. Um, But then he's. Don't worry about it. It's what I do. Um, He's chased off. But then the director's like, I used to make porn. And then just happens to get him to the porn party with Dick Shadow. Um, It's just. There's so much convenience there.
0: That's how everyone in Hollywood
2: used to direct porn.
0: Luckily, the next day, um, he's at the diner, and of course, uh, uh, Miles Deeper is. Um, or is it just Miles Deep? It's just Miles Deep. Uh, Miles Deep is at the diner as well, and overhears him talking about being at the party. You know, just a happy coincidence. Anything can happen
1: uh, in LA. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's very strange. Like, yeah, it's. it's that's it. I, I, I think. Be- once again to go back to Josh's point about it being a a parody on, on Hollywood. It's just it's not well written enough to be it. But isn't like, that
1: itself a parody? No,
0: no, it's not. It's not, that Josh. Because is... parody become comes with some sort of intelligence. I don't know if that's um, true. No, it is true. I don't think comedy
2: common... <laughs> No, no. No. It's just what I mean. It's like n- n- so much of the comedy is just laughing that laughing at the you know, the the other if you're not the perfect person who fits in, mm. then you're different. It's like everyone laughs at him. Gary laughs at him. The people who work in the diner laugh at him. Dick Shadow laughs, laughs at him. The porn moguls laugh at him. Um, probably people that were forgetting laugh at him as well. Keegan-Michael Key shows up. it's <laughs> <He talks>. Wow. <laughs> um, and then they're at an amusement, and he's like, oh, wait, I, I didn't realise the beaver man was here. i get him getting a picture with the beaver man. Um... And then this is that's a very strange
0: well. moment where everyone's taking pictures of him in the freak show.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like always my teeth bad. And it's just, um, Kathy's like, no, because she's I think she's meant to be the grounded voice of reason for him. Um, her dream as well is to be, and if I got this right, she wants to be a five star waitress or work she in a five star as a waitress. Yeah.
0: She wants to be a very good waitress. Which again, you know what? That could have been funny. I, Christina Ricci is a very good actress. I know,
1: man, I felt. I so, well, I didn't know she was in it, and as soon as she showed up, I was like, "Oh no, have things gone that bad?"
0: Let's let's talk about Christina Ricci for a moment because feels so, like uh, a bit this... of
1: a Ricci. Hmm. Hey. Um. <laughs>
0: uh... Come on. <laughs> All right. That's good so she she's she's three years post my beloved speed racer <laughs>
1: oh, okay
0: and unfortunately it does it looks like speed racer did not help boost her career <laughs> um mm. because post speed racer she's got the animated motion picture alpha and omega mm. um uh new york i love you she's in um mm. just lots of films that don't really exist. All's Fair in Love, which is a, a Renaissance fair comedy. Brilliant. Um, a sort of horror film called Afterlife. She's just sort of, yeah, like, this is very much the downfall of her career is around this time. And I just don't see what she's doing in this, because Christina Ricci is a name. Yeah. You know, that that's a name that people know. It feels like she could be in other stuff. I've never heard that she's difficult to work with. No. But and also, the weird thing about this is, like, that role, if you're going to do that waitress joke, you need an Anna Faris. You need someone who can sell the comedy of it. Because, unfortunately, Christina Ricci plays this far too endearingly she did. She to make really it She's really endearing funny. in this
1: like she's very usually likeable to a fault yeah
0: yeah it it doesn't work you need someone who can you kind of need like the 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 other bucky really if you've got someone whose dream is to be a porn star like his parents and this girl whose dream is to be a waitress Mm. you need someone who can play that it's just yeah, it's it's a real weird thing. And as well, the the other weird casting is that Stephen Dorff is in this movie. Do you think that's weird casting? I think it's weird casting a year after somewhere.
1: Oh yeah, I haven't seen that, but oh. so is that a big somewhere for him? I guess so.
0: Well, yeah, somewhere's like supposed to be his big comeback movie because it's a Sofia Coppola movie. You know, yeah. it's. And, and before that, he was in um, Public Enemies, directed by Michael Mann. You know, he's doing big movies again. Yeah. To turn up and be the sort of semi-villain and Bucky Larson born to be a star, it just feels very straight. I don't really know what would have attracted these people to this movie. Money. I don't think it's the money, because I don't think the money on this movie is very good.
2: It's just one of those things where Adam Sandler just has... Just text someone in a con in contact in his phone, and he's got a group chat. Yeah, he's got he's got a WhatsApp. Who
0: wants to be in this one?
2: You know who wants to be in it? Slash, who can I likely get to be in it? Um, Or do you think this could be Jack another case of like,
1: was it Grandma's Boy or Strange Wilderness that we swore blind had been on the shelf for like years? I don't
0: think this was on the shelf.
1: Do you not think?
0: No, I feel like. It doesn't have any contemporary I, references in or anything. I suppose not, but it doesn't have any old references in. It's
2: got Mbop It's got Mbop That's true. Always topical. Um, bob.
0: Oh, I forgot yes. another thing that made
1: filming date April two thousand and nine. Wow! So it so, yeah. had been on the shelf for two years.
0: Well, so it started. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's it's on the shelf. <laughs> that's weird. Two um, years.
1: So this is probably filmed
0: before somewhere. Yeah. Ugh, what a shame! What a, what a sort of what a twist, Jack! To... <laughs> what a shame for Steven Dorff that he's like, I'm gonna have my comeback, and then suddenly he's like, oh no! <laughs> I forgot Becky about that Larson film out as well. Um, I forgot one other thing that did make me laugh. And this is uh, not even laugh; I just thought it was quite clever. I liked um, the the porn set- shot in um, black and white um, oh, that made was good. to look like a Buster Keaton movie. Yeah, that was good. I was kind of like I was just like you know what I'd watch that whole movie mm. rather than this.
2: So when they were doing that OK Go music montage of all the films that he yes. starts yes. filming, I just remember one of them was called Pinch My Inch. That got me. I'm right? gonna <laughs> put my hands up. I, got, I chuckled. I, I'm good. chuckled.
0: Not proud of it. I, hey, Not hey, look, it. don't don't feel you know don't feel like you have to be ashamed of the things you laughed at in this movie. This is a safe space. This is yeah. Plus, we haven't gone I mean, through it turns my films yet.
2: <laughs> it turns out grape humour is my yes. name <laughs> grapes were so funny straight in
0: they're really grape I don't get it, it. Sounds because like, it sounds like grape oh um, what were your jokes? Uh, I didn't make any no.
1: but my laughs oh, you,
0: um, yeah your laughs
1: uh, yeah the fake Gilbert Gottfried hitting himself in the face then firing fucky <laughs> but again like my note is is this what the plot is? So I think it's a, I think it's one of those meta laughs that I love going on about. One laugh uh, after Alan Covert or Covert has shown up, and Bucky walks out and then hits into oh, that no. robot. No, that <laughs> robot's ter- That
0: robot's too terrifying to laugh at.
1: Josh. I loved it so much. It's a robot just... thing that's in like bondage gear, holding a dildo, and it just goes fart in my mouth, fart in my mouth,
2: fart in my mouth.
0: Terrifying. <laughs> I think
2: I think the thing about this film is that, like, if I was 10 years younger, or 15 years younger, I would have found this the pinnacle of comedy. Yeah, man, I would have laughed man. at so much about <laughs> this. I think, actually, my other laugh, actually, after the grocery store scene, when the old woman tells Bucky that he's destined for great things, and they just smile at each other for about a minute, and it doesn't Oh, my end. God. But she's, like, it's like, it goes to Bucky, to the old woman, but... She, the joke is she's got no teeth. And he's the bookie old woman. Bucky old woman. Bucky old woman. Bucky old woman. And I didn't laugh, but then it was when I thought to myself, this has gone on for ages. And then I fucking cracked. And I was like, oh fuck. It's the shit
1: bottle joke. That's all it is. Over and over again. But yeah, that was one of my first notes. It's like the film is like ninety three minutes and they spend a full minute on that back and forth staring at each other shot. What the fuck are they yeah. doing? I mean, obviously I didn't just, know at that point because it's only five minutes in that I was about to be watching a masterpiece, but it was I'm going to get shocking. you to
0: sit down with with Nick Swanson and I want you to pitch this to him. I love that. I think I, just uh, tell him that he
2: should never lead a film again. <laughs> uh, I don't think he ever
0: does. When, when your movie makes 2.5 million dollars <laughs> it never work 999 dollars worldwide. Oh, uh, you're, you're pretty alright Awful
1: um, Hey Cathy there's a dead cat in the women's bathroom I need you to put it in my car
0: Is that Nick nicked <laughs> I think so It's not as good as Marge's got hairy ears like a trash <laughs> I think
1: it's better But I thought that was very very good um, Did you eat my grape? Is that why you're crying you son of a yeah. bitch? Obviously And uh, <laughs> final laugh <laughs>
2: So good. It's very good. It is. He's at his lowest ever, and he screams into it. <laughs> Did you eat one of my grapes, you son of a bitch? I'm <laughs> gonna get that. I'm going to get that tattooed on my arm. Oh my
0: gosh! Yeah.
2: Just get one. Of the, yeah, get one of those chest tattoos.
0: Kevin Nealon is like in this. Is like in can. Is like in the contest for like the funniest person in any of the movies that we've watched.
1: Yeah, pretty much. He's in a completely different film. <laughs>
0: He's in the film that you're pitching. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Or he's in the film that's a comedy rather than the hard-hitting social satire that I'm pitching.
2: <laughs> I think there's another film where it follows Gary's character and what he's doing mm. when he's when he's not on the phone to his mother. He's not taking her shit. He's like, you can only you can only use this bathroom. You can't shit in that bathroom. Then he walks in at him brushing his teeth.
0: I like I like the bit of where where he's like. No, he's, his his line is, I can't shit where I shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good.
1: I didn't laugh at it at the time, but then, yeah.
0: You look back on it, and you're I look like, oh, it's
1: pretty good. Uh, <laughs> final laugh. I think, Jack, you knew what I was going to bring up at Yeah, some this point.
0: is who I was expecting you, your MVP to be. Yeah,
1: man. I mean, I did enjoy looking at him, because, as I've said before, I do think he's quite fit. But, like, just Bucky going up to the stage and going, I love Paulie, about Paulie Shaw, who is presenting the porn awards that appear three quarters of the way through the film.
0: Yeah. It's it's weird that Paulie Shaw is in this. It
1: is weird, but then what the fuck else is he doing?
0: <laughs> One of my notes is that this is the film equivalent of saying the word boobs to an 11-year-old. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, very, very accurate. Um, you know who I'm shocked doesn't cameo in this? Where's uh, Where's Ron Jeremy? I was
1: just thinking,
0: yeah, because I was like, with the hair, because it's what's well, the opposite, isn't it? Because Ron Jeremy is mm. like this this disgusting troll looking man, <laughs> and he's got a massive dong.
1: Yeah, he's got a big old ding dong,
0: and and makes a huge career in porn out of it. This is the Ron Jeremy movie without Ron Jeremy.
2: Missed opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> Big missed Maybe opportunity. Maybe it's in the director's yeah, cast. Big
0: dong, big missed opportunity. That's the tagline. Mm. <laughs> An
2: opportunity missed as big as Dig Shadows Down. <laughs> Just going to let that one it's sit. Good. I like it. Oh, he yeah. retired three hours. Ron
0: ago. Jeremy's in Orgasmo in as well. Mm. So.
2: Were there, mm. were there actual porn stars in this, or was it just all extras? The the adult. Thor I don't World think Wars?
0: there were any real porn stars in this one.
2: I
1: just assumed they were porn stars, but
0: because usually you'd like know. have them like listed on like Wikipedia or something like that. And it's like, oh, this porn star isn't there's nobody. Mm. I think it's just like people. Yeah, They're it's no probably just
2: just uncredited extras. Um, I mean. And I'm you know, not trying to stereotype there was a porny aesthetic. You know, maybe we're just not giving enough props to the makeup department. It could be. In Bucky Larson. And uh, in costume and wardrobe. You know, um, But the, the 15th Annual Adult Film Awards hosted by Paulie Shaw seems like a good time. Seems like a great do.
1: No, they are porn stars.
0: Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they
1: are. So, yeah, if you scroll down on IMDb and it has AFA oh. presenter... They are all Sorry, stars, I was like...
0: looking on Wikipedia. No, 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 no. Um, there's a joke that I thought was very strange when Bucky is being driven to the party at the beginning of the movie. He's in a convertible for the first time. And uh, and um, who is the driver? What's the actor? Um, Mario Joyner mm. says, Oh, stand up, feel the breeze. And when Bucky stands up, It's just a fart noise. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But there's no reaction to the fart noise. It's It's just the director that farts. I couldn't tell who was farting. I assumed it was Bucky because he was standing. Mm. Because I I wasn't my take. And I
2: I get this is sort of the child of me. If you're gonna have a fart joke, I want to know who's farting. (laughs) As a Mm. bare minimum, I thought it was some throwaway gag that he was um. The director was getting Bucky to stand up just so he could fart, and then Bucky yeah. wouldn't smell it. My guess, you know, it kind of loses the point, even though it's like an open top car. <laughs> and he's just got bugs in his teeth. Yeah, um, because
0: that's the weird thing. It's like there's a joke, there's already the joke they're doing is that there's the bugs in the teeth joke. To have the <laughs> fart joke in there. As well, it's very just, confusing. You know, no, it's a lot.
1: Just, it just goes back to you know old double stack Sandler. He knows what one joke <laughs> is. He just adds another in for pointless, for nothing. I
2: was I was going to ask. You know, is is this a recurring theme of the Happy Madison films? Is there like at least a fart joke per <laughs> Madison film? Is the is there a quota? Oh, of flatulence like all, that has to well, be. I can't made.
0: remember like the last good fart joke we had. I can't remember any. I don't think there was a fart joke. And just go with no. it.
1: No. Um I'd also like to retract my previous statement. It turns out just the first person I clicked on was a porn star. The rest the rest are actors. So there is one porn star in amongst those presenters, the rest are all actors. And some of them are Happy Madison staples, which is interesting.
0: <laughs> say, like at the 45 minute mark of this film, mm. he has still not become a porn star. <laughs> like the first act is the reason that there's like no third act is because the first act is like half the it goes movie. On
1: forever. But you know what they say about porn, Jack? It's good. Porn is about making the.
0: Is this a real saying?
1: Though it's about you know it's about the build up, <laughs> isn't it, Jack? It's about the it's about the tension ramping. Yeah, it, it, and do then do you think it's like the, it's
0: like um, the, the 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 third act is like a representation of Bucky coming?
1: Oh yeah, because it comes out of nowhere. And,
0: and it just ends. And it just
1: ends. Yeah, and sometimes it
2: happens twice. It's the, the, the grabbing of the wang, the pulling, the inevitable release. Yeah, exactly. The three act structure. There we go. Cock form. It's like
1: Michael Casey so There's the there's the pledge. There's the turn, and then there's the prestige. The ejaculate. The ejac- <laughs> then there's the big comey. Uh oh.
0: I, I only
2: ever act when I'm at least semi erect. <laughs>
1: it's the only way I can act. I haven't seen the film, <laughs> but I've seen the erection it gave me.
2: If you've ever seen me sitting down, I was waiting for the Viagra <laughs> to overtake my brain.
1: I love the trip. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 was it Bucky calls ejaculation like the sparkle brain oh, or something? The yeah, brain sparkles. That's quite endearing. Yeah, it's kind of nice in its own.
0: Yeah, pff,
1: I
2: guess part of the character's simple.
1: Brain. I really don't like how he's like coded as like a child brain but the entire way through. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's. Hmm. There's just there's. There are moments in this movie, yes, where I laugh, but there's not enough in this movie to actually declare it to be the best movie <laughs> I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> well, like this being said, though, I mean now I know the context for the last joke, the John Mayer joke at the end. That clip in itself exists <laughs> no context on YouTube. That 11 seconds when Gary <laughs> runs in, and I watched that. Five times in a row. (laughs) And bearing at this point, I didn't know the context of the joke. It got funnier and funnier and funnier every time. Here's a good ending. He he runs in like you son of a bitch. Bucky goes and I go. And then he says, You're like John Mayer, just like John Mayer. Bucky turns to Cam, freeze frame, music (laughs) quits. Five out of five. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on
0: YouTube. (laughs) I implore you. How is that? It's such a. <laughs> the, the the whole Gary of it all annoys me <laughs> because like it is that thing I think I brought it up in last week like because I quite like that dance sequence in Zookeeper and hated the rest of it and like I don't like it when a bad film has one good element and I'm just like I put I like Gary I would I would I would just wish the whole film was bad <laughs> uh,
1: okay. yeah
2: if this if this film didn't have Gary I would have enjoyed it significantly less. But you know, there was there was just rage to his character, no rhyme or reason. And when he turned up, God damn it was an impact. It <laughs> made you feel. It was grapes. It was John Mayer. It was hiding in a closet. We don't know why he does the things that he does. There's, there's no <laughs> context with his character. He is he is true. When I think of cinematic mavericks, you know, I think now I think in, I think Nick Cage. I think Willem Dafoe. I think Gary. <laughs>
1: Kevin Nealon, you've made it. Jack, you've painted a very sad picture, which is like you know Pandora's box. It's like do. you, you don't want the hope to come out at the end. You'd rather it was just misery the whole way through. Or like in Wally you don't want them to find that plant.
0: No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is, Jack. Because you're saying no. you want it to be a, a bad no, film, and then not to be a one little bit of light in there. You want it to be no, one because thing or another. It, because it
0: makes but... me more up, It makes me more upset is that it shows that they they have the capability to do good, <laughs> and yet they choose to mostly not.
1: But isn't that the human condition, Jack?
0: No, because there's <laughs> lots of films which are just good
2: yeah how many ways can you relate this film josh to the human <laughs> condition
0: <laughs> it's what it is
2: <laughs> this film is everything
0: as i say i do think this film is is better than i expected it to be i was expecting to be absolute garbage bag trash mm. you know like i was expecting another strange wilderness really mm, um, same or or uh what's the other one we watched grandma's boy mm. um
1: it's better than both of them.
0: Yeah. But I also think that if you're gonna say that like this is um an existential view on the making of film, I think you probably could say the same about Grandma's Boy. Um I, No, I don't think you could. I think you could. No, I no. think you could.
1: No. Um, and well maybe like I need to go back and rewatch it now.
0: Please do. I don't know. Feel welcome to do it. No, I won't do that. <laughs> um
2: I think I yeah, I really I, enjoyed that. IMDb has this Bucky Larson as their 64th worst rated film. Yeah, um, it's it just beat out Spice World. Spice World was at 65. That's so unfair. Ahead of The Room at 69. Obligatory nice. nice. Um,
0: of all the, I think it, I think it's kind of odd that this makes the bottom 100 of IMDb. Of all like the bad movies we've watched for this podcast, there are worse.
1: Well, it's like I don't think the room should be on that list because, like, <laughs> because the room brings joy. <laughs> because the room brings joy to people. Like, the worst thing you can say about a film is like it's just boring, you know,
0: or it's or it's offensive,
1: or it's offensive. I guess boring.
0: Like I've, I, 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 I'm still consider I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which is boring mm. and is offensive. Mm. You know that to me is far worse than this, which is kind of boring, but mm. mostly inoffensive outside of like sexual content. Yeah, true. Um. Uh. And mostly, you know, has definitely has actual laughs as opposed to I now pronounce it Chuck and Larry, which doesn't have any. I mean, said, um,
1: me and Jamal had some laughs. <laughs>
0: Charles Laugh was that he was shocked that anyone made this movie. No, he had more like <laughs> uh,
1: I'll go back um, yeah, like Joe Dirt should be down there. Like, yeah, Joe this. Dirt
0: is a is a real is a real piece of shit. like yeah, Strange Wilderness just which is just an ineffectual piece of work. Mm. You know. Yeah. Well, speaking of, shall I talk about the awards that this film got was nominated?
1: Two more oh, things very quickly.
0: You got two more things very quickly. That
2: we
1: didn't mention.
0: Dow, do you have any things very quickly you want to bring as well?
2: Uh, mine was weirdly going to relate to awards as well, mm. um, so yeah. I, I will hold f- fire for now. <laughs> Unlike Bucky, am I right, now <laughs> <hi, hi>, <laughs> uh, uh-huh.
0: Masturbation. <laughs>
2: I miss my
1: wife.
0: <laughs> Speaking of
1: Jackie Sandler,
0: Jackie Sandler, another. Piece of my evidence that she will be in the worst of these <laughs> movies,
1: or the best. Yeah, Jackie's there. No. She gets <laughs> jerked <laughs> off at. That must have been a fun day. And uh, my boy is in this film as
0: well. Y- your boy, your boy Dante. My
1: boy Dante. Peter I gotta Dante. Say not please.
0: one of what. Not one of his best.
1: I can't even remember what he does. I didn't laugh. It didn't make an impact. I just looked on IMDb. His character name is Dante. Like. <laughs> Fine. He shows
0: up, and he's just sort of like, how did you get into porn, dick? Yeah. And, like, that's it.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I just liked hearing his voice.
0: No, yeah. My, my note is that, like, my original note is Peter Dante comes in and rocks it just because he showed up. Yeah. But then, like, when I look back at it, I'm just like, doesn't doesn't really, not one of his best.
1: <laughs> All fine. And that was it. So, awards. All right. All of awards.
0: them. Well... So, we don't like to talk about the Razzies, because, and this is a big Razzie nomination don't, film. Don't do us like this, Jack.
1: Not the best but, film we've ever seen.
0: But it is, it, it was nominated at the Village Voice Film <sighs> Poll for worst film. Oh. And I just want to talk about it, because it, it wins worst film in a tie, a three way tie. With, so is Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. Mm-hmm. Um, Academy Award nominee, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Ooh. And something I've never heard of called I Melt With You.
1: Oh, that sounds nice. The the Derry Lee film.
0: <laughs> it's uh, when four 40-something college friends meet up for their annual reunion things start to spiral out of control and a pact they made as young men is revisited. Starring Thomas Jane, Jeremy <gasps> Piven, Rob Lowe <gasps> and Christian Mackay. He's that? <laughs> he played Orson Wells in the motion picture Me and Orson Wells.
2: Oh, that guy. Oh, okay. He was the Orson Wells in Orson Wells. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was the mank pre-mank um yeah. well. that's that's uh that's the what was daryl do you did you have something you want to say about the awards
2: i think shy of shy of razzies which i just think were very noticeable um it was another adam sandler film that swept them yes that year which is why i think bucky larson kind of got off a little safer than what it did um and
0: the oh. film that sweeps the Razzies, of course, is Jack and Jill, which is another <gasps> film that I would say Ooh. isn't as bad as some people make it out to be. Mm. We'll talk about I think, it soon.
2: I think just with the, the 15th Annual Adult Film Awards, the whole thing here is one of the few ways in which Bucky uh, surpasses uh, Dick's shadow <laughs> by winning 12 awards in total. He sweeps the awards. Ironically, foreshadowing Jack and Jilva's my notes here. <laughs> um, he wins best newcomer, best uh, biggest load, best bush, best taint, and I think best genitals were the five ones that were named. Yeah, at least.
0: they say that he's not going to win best breasts or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, he, he can't win best breasts because <laughs> well, <laughs> um, and, and and then suddenly, my and that was like Bucky and Kathy are in a relationship now. That was yeah, that crazy. was crazy.
0: Oh yeah, what about um, the condom?
1: Oh my God! yeah, sorry, I forgot. The oh Jesus!
2: Draw candle melted tip. Mm. I was um, so
0: worried that that was just gonna burn him. Yeah. I was like, oh God. I, I mean,
2: I, I I saw that and I thought, oh, okay, it's just, it's just at this point, you know, there's like 20 minutes of the film left. Whatever there's a condom he they he loses his virginity to her the sex of the first time But i was worried like would you know and, and i don't want to assume how they got down to it because the film doesn't actually show us the sex scene that he actually kind of holds back from very that. glad in one of the few the few points this film kind of holds back and restrains mm. itself but I was like would would it, i'm i'm assuming a straw tip if it's would it because it's so small, would it touch the sides? But it hurt her. I was I was concerned for her welfare, if more more than scratchy. anything else. Yeah, scratchy. I think is the best mm. word. I, I feared it would be scratchy, but
0: <laughs> I also this... like, I like I just kept thinking like, is, is, does that stay on? <laughs>
2: like... I guess.
1: Well, I don't, yeah, it's not got that much elastic. The whole thing reminded me of a story I heard in sixth form. And I, I, actually, this would be interesting because I want to hear if, if you also heard the story and therefore it's an urban legend or if it's something that was only specific to my school and therefore could have happened, which is that I heard that someone got caught out without, without a sheath and used... Do you remember mini Pringles?
0: Yeah. But not, the ones, s- not the ones
1: that came in the metal can. They came in like no, a little once they
0: came in like a little plastic Yeah, plastic
1: thing casing. with like a with the with a, with it a wrapper. Like a little,
0: it had like a, a wrapper and like a plastic tray yeah, d- yeah. that yeah, was yeah. full of the Pringles.
1: Yeah, so there apparently someone at school had used the wrapper of a mini Pringles as a condom.
0: Didn't have that. You at didn't have that school. story? I, I had someone uh. <laughs> uh, fuck someone with an orange peel.
1: Oh. Oh yeah. yeah yeah I feel like yeah that which again
0: is something that I'm like, I don't know how that stays on.
1: no, I don't hmm. <laughs> not good practices, no. listeners, do not use pringles no. or orange peels or oh, straws at first, <laughs> I didn't really I wasn't sure how small his penis was meant to be, so I wasn't yeah, sure it through me. I wasn't sure <laughs> if that was supposed to go down the tip to sort of Ooh. present to sort of prevent
2: emission. <laughs>
0: That really like a, hurts my head. Oh,
2: like fashioned like a silence. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. I thought it was just sort like of, yeah, a yeah, damn buster.
0: It really like that. That was the first time it sort of properly indicated how small his penis was, and I was like, mm. oh, so it's like it's not even just like small in like length. It's 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 not it's girthy either.
1: But there is a shot.
0: There is a shot. There is a full. Yes, yeah, so it's quite shot. far away. It is quite far away.
1: But I've got a big TV, Jack. It wasn't far away enough.
0: Bucky Larson looks well hung on the big
2: TV. (laughs) (sighs) Maybe it was a silence because it is established via sound effects that the ejaculate is so powerful, it can smash glass. Yeah, it does go like, pyoong, horrible. So there is the potential. And I mean, there were still holes either side, so if, assuming he did arrive, then... Kathy would have been fired against a wall at like a hundred miles an hour or pregnant <laughs> at the very least. Like an Acme character just going like through <laughs> uh, wall after wall after wall. Good God. Some anime oh. Dragon, Ball-esque version. Very... Dragon Ball esque fashion. Dragon Ball cum. Dragon Ball spleen. Cummy hummy ha.
0: This is the only um movie we've covered, by the way, that is rated eighteen. Is it? Was it? Yeah. Was it actually? Yeah, it's an 18 rated movie. It's like
1: cock shot. Uh, There's a lot of tits.
0: Are there that many tits? There are
1: quite a lot, and there's a lot in slow mo. There's a lot of slow mo tits. I don't
0: even remember. I'm so
2: desensitized. Yeah. I didn't. For some reason I thought this was a, like a 15 at most. Did not realize this made the 18. Maybe just you know, so many, just so many references.
0: Uh, maybe. <sighs> Is it to do with like? I'm getting up the BBFC notes, lads. Don't worry. Yeah, thanks.
2: I'm thinking. Is it to do with like
1: <laughs> you know, like not not encouraging, but kind of like with the drugs thing, like showing you how to do something, like how to become a porn <laughs> does, star. It,
0: does it really? Well, I kind of what you meant, like the drugs that Miles Deep takes. Oh, that too.
1: But also, I suppose he doesn't face any comeuppance for a um... negative mm-hmm. moral choice. All of these things are being said in quotation marks because I'm not a fucking swerf.
2: but yeah
0: Oh, this never got a cinematic release in the UK it's oh. rated on its, uh, <laughs> on DVD. its uh, DVD We
2: the Chosen Few
0: uh, contains song strong nudity sex references and a pornography theme
1: pornography theme pornography is it. only for over 18s therefore this film is only for over 18s
0: what about Zack and Mary Bo- make Bo- a porn Boogie Nights pre Bo- Nights is 18
1: yeah well, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> um, What's Zack and Mary make it, a porno? I can find out. I'm on the website.
1: I'm going to say that's a 15.
0: I think it's a 15. Nope. Is it? That is native. 18. Is it? Zack and Mary make a porno. Contains very strong language and sex references and strong sex. The BBC mm-hmm. is such
1: fucking prudes. You heard it here they first. They
0: are not. They are yeah. Yeah, that's an 18. There you go. Yeah, I guess porn probably gets an 18 rating.
2: Mm. Mm, cowards.
0: Then again, there's a scene in Stuck on You where they're cast as porn actors, and that's only a 12.
1: Yeah, but do they follow through? Do they go through? No, it? They, they walk there off There we set. go.
0: They think they're in a movie called Pavlov's Dog, and it turns out they're in a movie called Pavlov's Dong.
1: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Truly, happily, thoroughly, here we come.
0: Oh, it's a good movie. Is it? <laughs> uh, uh, do do we have MVPs and LVPS? I've already done my MVP. It's Gary. <laughs> He's great. Yeah, hunting for the win.
2: Hundred percent agree. MVP. It can't not be Gary. Surely, <laughs> he he reinvented the great. <laughs> God, God damn it.
0: You thought the raisin reinvented the grape, but no. No, Gary. <laughs> no. no. Classic uh, Gary. Kevin Nealon. give him more. Give Where's his leading role? I don't know, man. the question. Sure. Josh, who is your MVP?
1: My MVP is this podcast, because if I hadn't <laughs> have started this podcast, I would never have seen this rich film. But takes a <laughs> slight skewing stance. It takes a wry look at the Hollywood system. It also delves into Adam Sandler's origin story. And it brought three friends together to talk about a good, good film that was way better than 3% three on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's us, Jack. Thank
0: you. I find it's, it's very funny to me that as we go on, you are sort of more forgiving of the motion pictures <laughs> yes. that we cover, whilst I was sort of more easygoing on them when we started.
1: Yeah, and I was really angry.
0: Yeah. yeah. So We've sort of changed. We've, a twist! A twist! <laughs> but perhaps this is me, just in my love of classic cinema. <laughs> what, like little Mickey?
1: Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like look.
1: you just don't like the the postmodern metaphysical films such as Bucky Larson Born to Be a Star that's no, the other thing for
0: me for me postmodern cinema died with the Brady Bunch movie yeah it's,
1: okay that's the other thing the very title Born to Be a Star it raises up the question of nature versus nurture how much? No, of... it's, it's just a parody of Star Is Born. Well, this is the other thing. It's text to score. The title can mean different things to different people based on their understanding or their, their
2: insight. No it's,
0: no, it's literally the parody of A Star Is Born because the film also takes from A Star Is Born.
2: And if you rearrange the letters in Latin, it's an anagram of Bucky Larson busting nuts. <laughs> I also
1: like that Bucky Larson sounds like fucky hard-on. Nearly. Yeah. 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 Yeah?
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's an MVP you know, as well.
2: You've been winning me. You've been winning me around on a lot of the Adam Sandler <laughs> connections on this, but I think that one—that's mm, <laughs> a bridge, uh, a bridge too far for me.
1: It's quite late, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> podcasts MVP.
0: Jack, who's your LVP? My LVP is Adam Sandler. Oh. Um, and so I'm a co-writer on this motion picture um, I just think the fact that he didn't have the balls to actually appear in it I think says a lot about what he feels about the movie uh, it says a lot about what he feels about uh, Nick Swardson I think you know he appears in so many of these movies mm-hmm. as cameo roles could have been somewhere in there could you know I just yeah, amsana, I don't think he gave enough backing to this movie that ends up flopping internationally, mm. and yeah, so amsana, you are my l v p this week, sad, I think it's just
1: too close to home for him <laughs> to be in a film about his life,
2: sometimes when you love something so much, you've got to let it go, yeah exactly you've got to take a step back professionally.
1: Otherwise, you might have a blinkered view. You might have rose-tinted glasses before it's even gone out.
0: Well, you know, I would, if, if, even if that was the case, I would just take my name off the screen. <laughs> yeah. Let these guys have their moment in the sun.
1: True. True, true. Good, solid LVP.
0: Daryl, do you have an LVP?
2: I mean, I feel like... I wasn't considering it, but when you said Adam Sandler, I thought, no, actually, that's quite... That's quite a good one. Mm. I feel there's a mix of LVPs for me, and I feel like it's kind of a cheat to have to pick and choose like LVP hors d'oeuvres over here. Um, Go for it, tap
0: ass. (laughs) Tap uh, that ass.
2: (gasps) Whoop, it's the sound of the lads. Um, I feel like when you said Adam Sandler being, you know, he is one third of the writing team on this, but you kind of think it's him and two other writers must have at some point laboured over this film. A lot of the script is kind of just the debasement of an otherwise kind hearted simpleton mm-hmm. from the Midwest yes. and they were like, This is fine, um, this is the humour we wanna put there out there kinda of makes you wonder, like, you know, is this really what they think about people? Is this the pretense of a joke? Just a lot of stuff I don't know if they were just trying to be edgy and they just got it completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um but a lot, a lot of laziness. Um, the other two, well, the second two of four, I'm going to say, would be wow. Bucky and Kathy. I think Bucky because he's just not funny. Yeah, I think in yeah, some very some good. some films you can kind of get away with not being funny if there's a larger point other than the human condition, of course. Thank you. Um, and I think, as we said earlier, Kathy. I don't know. I think she's just there to give Bucky a happy ending no pun intended um, but her character was just played a little too straight and just not really for laughs and never really for any drama of the will they won't they uh, my fourth, my final 25% is milk because there's no <laughs> room for grapes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
1: is a solid four
0: who keeps grapes in the fridge?
1: me <laughs> do you? Yeah.
0: Put them in a bowl. Like a cold
1: grape. Even better, um, put them in the freezer, mate. They are yeah, fucking
2: incredible. You keep
0: incredible. wine in the fridge?
2: You know, Josh, you've won me back over again. <laughs> I've, 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 flip, I've been flip flopping on new a lot this the <laughs> this. Right I'm back with you. I'm go. back, team, Josh.
1: Okay, well, Jack, it
2: depends which
1: wine. If it's a white wine, yeah, you keep it in the fridge. If it's red, no.
0: Okay. I don't drink
1: wine. I, oh. I. <laughs> <laughs> How oh, the grapes go really well in the freezer? They're like little sorbet snacks. They're delicious. They crunch Let's up get some sorbet. No. It's for the bourgeois. Not like frozen grapes. Real working. That's
0: the snack of the people. Joshua Pappenheim. Mm. Who is your LVP?
1: It's this, this fucking podcast, because I swear to God, <laughs> the... You said it earlier, like the mental deterioration I'm going through, (laughs) (laughs) 31 films in, is unparalleled by any other point in my life. Like, I shouldn't be able to sit through a film like Bucky Larson and think, you know what, this isn't that bad. You know what, this is quite (laughs) funny. You know what, maybe this has some interesting points.
0: it doesn't
1: even, have interesting It points. does, Jack. It do, well, I don't even know anymore. I don't know. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I, uh, it doesn't matter. That's all these films are telling me. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just... I mean, this isn't right. This isn't the same sort of breakdown as I had around the Goldbergs.
0: Now, with the Goldbergs, you are, you are more in the position I'm in this week.
1: Yeah, I suppose that's true. But, like, I just, I just don't like what this podcast is doing to, what it's done to my letterbox score, what it's, I mean, to my, my like,
0: fucking, my stats for this are year. You are you saying you want to cancel the podcast?
1: No, I'm not saying that, because you know what, that's the worst thing, I'm in this now, and I just can't wait to see what fresh hell is coming to me in the next week, and what it says about well, society. I we,
0: got, we got a week off, so. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> well, in, in a fortnight, what fresh hell is approaching us. So that is why, just for just fundamentally changing me, is this podcast, man.
2: <laughs> I saw some great letterbox reviews for this <laughs> film, by the way. Ooh! Just to just to sort of you know, I didn't a, delve shoebox. Only two um, other
0: people on my letterbox had seen this movie when I rated it. Really? It was John <laughs> and someone else. <laughs>
2: there, there were th- there were three that I saw. The first said simply. I'm a ghost now. Um, The second, I think this one, you know, um, speaks on a lot of levels. My passion for cinema is dead. Time to change my degree. (laughs) And my third, final, and personal favourite. If you enjoyed this movie, then fuck you. Uh, One person replied, understandable. (laughs) (laughs) These <laughs> people just fuck don't These understand. people,
0: you know what? Like, this guy who's like, I hate cinema now or whatever. Like, fuck off. I've sat through 95 Marvel movies. <clears throat> can sit through one Bucky Larson. To... You
2: start your own podcast, you <laughs> coward, and then come back yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah, We're on off. our own journeys here in di- different ways. You watch... Different, but the same. <laughs>
0: I'm so angry at this person. I have no idea what they actually like, who they are. Oh, I can find <laughs> out. Have... No, I don't want to know but, yeah. I just want to be in constant anger with them
1: yeah you try watching fucking 31 Happy Madison film when we're just halfway through fuck you well I've
0: got my I've got my my degree in media arts yeah this is what I do with it I've got my degree <laughs> in something
2: I got a 2-2 in comedy writing and performance from an now defunct degree at Southampton Funky. Solon and I've got a cage podcast
0: who's laughing dad yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's
2: fine <laughs> my passion for cinema very much alive. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I found
1: a very good three-star review, though. Uh, from Ian. Please. The birds are singing, the flowers are blooming, my dick is throbbing, what a beautiful day for cooming. Good morning, Alex. <laughs> been awake for 20 whole seconds and I haven't coomed yet. <laughs> it's time. 20... <laughs> It's time to hop onto my pawn throne. And mach- oh, fuck, it's really long. I shouldn't have embarked on this. It's time to hop onto my pawn throne and machine gun jackhammer my death grip, bloodshot, semi chub with my roided doom fist once
0: again. I oh, my God. It goes on and on, I, man. I, I Actually, we don't usually. We don't usually delve into some of the reviews in this, but I might just read a few of these because they're quite. These aren't letterbox, these are actual critics' reviews. Mm. Not that everybody on Letterboxd isn't an actual critic, but they don't get paid.
1: Nor should they. Um,
0: uh, A.O. Scott for the New York Times said that this movie was so bad that it may have been made to console every actor who has ever been in a movie that is a little less bad than this one.
1: That's very good. Uh,
0: let me let me put that matter another way. This may be the worst movie Polly Shaw has ever been. <laughs> think think about that.
2: <laughs> what a low bar! Wow, wow. Well.
0: Um, and then uh, Nathan Rabin, uh, in his initial review, said Bucky Larson was so was panned so viciously that my D minus ranked on the generous side of critical appraisals. And then when he revisited it. He said that it was an example of a shitty miracle. A film where everything goes awry. It's not a matter of one sorry element dragging the rest down. It's every terrible component amplifying the awfulness of everything else. And later calls it one of the ugliest, most misguided comedies in recent memory. Masterpiece. I think he's ignoring Gary.
2: He's ignoring Gary. Where's Gary in that review? I've never uh, heard such an anti-grape tirade <laughs> in all my life.
0: fucking Fuck this, Daryl. Thank you so much for coming on and listening. I mean, and, and watching uh, <laughs> Bucky Larson. Yeah, be a I forgot to mention that I very nearly fell asleep through this movie like four
1: times. Oh yeah, that's true. That's the one text I got from you while watching. While you watched this movie, was just like, I just fell asleep. I just <laughs> fell asleep over and over again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was I was a little tie-tie boy. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, Dara, thank you for watching. Is there anything you'd like to plug other than grapes?
2: Um, in that case, no. Um, <laughs> yes. Grapes, frozen, of course, refrigerated, chilled, never room temperature unless you're a savage. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, and then I the, wish the, I had some you... grapes right now. Put them in the Back fridge. Room
0: temperature <laughs> grapes.
2: I could really go for a grape right now. Mm. Um, I think also you Wait, can...
0: Next week, shall we just all meet up and get some grapes? Oh, that'd be nice. When we can hug
2: again, we can just hug and eat grapes. Or we can put
1: the grapes in between each other or we can make wine. <laughs>
2: oh, that's, that's very much Just the way the Romans wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can... I I run a Nicolas Cage podcast, okay. as uh, loving, lovingly said at the start, Cage Rage Nicolas Cage podcast, going through all the... Greatest films of the greatest actor of our generation Nicolas Cage, my journey to true Cage Nirvana To get to know the golden hog of Hollywood a little better <laughs> um, Jack will be uh, turning up in an upcoming episode to talk about Kick-Ass um, I'm also on uh, Twitter at Cage underscore podcast Instagram at CageragePod There's link trees on the both and on all the usual streaming services if you like cage shit posting, uh, those socials are the way to go because instead of working from home, I'm usually on Photoshop putting Nicolas Cage's head <laughs> on something. Um, so find me there and um, let's, let's uh, talk about cage, you sons of bitches. I don't know how to plug.
1: That was really good. I don't know how to plug. I'm,
0: Did the sons I'm, of bitches
1: sell it? Yeah, big time.
0: Thank you so much, Daryl. And, um, and you, you can find me, Jack Gregson. At JFG and Digital3D. Across all forms of uh, uh, social media, there's, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's TikTok, there's um, Lion, there's uh, Roomba. Um, you know, I'm on all of them. So just uh, come find me. Yeah, nice. Oh, yeah, me. Uh, You're if, okay, Yeah, yeah no. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. If you want to follow me on any of the social platforms or anything, then I'm at P-A-P-S-B-Y at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at Papsby. It rhymes with the quick and the dead. And if... Were you just looking up Leo DiCaprio? Yeah, that's, that's so why that's I what... always go quiet. Oh. just the <laughs>
0: Hell. Rise the Just office. know them, Josh. Just know <laughs> Just, them. Like, I can't <laughs> be a machine. I couldn't even. Listeners earlier. Critters free, Josh. That's a. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if I've used that before. You next week. No, but you've said it we now. You haven't. You've not stop said it.
1: Stop saying no. This is like earlier listeners, off mic, I had to ask Jack for the names of any normal films so that I could make my point about this being a send-up of normal films. It didn't really work. It didn't really it work. didn't bring any of them I didn't. Uh, what did we have? Limitless, Whiplash, Social Network, Star Aladdin and Rocky. Star would have been good as Star is well. Star could have worked. Yeah, no, it's probably better. Um... Yeah, and if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TrueHatMad. You can send us an email if you'd like at TrueHatMad at gmail.com TrueHatMad at gmail.com I thought we
0: got an email today and then it was just someone asking us if we wanted to sign up to some podcast bullshit. That's
1: nice. Well, speaking of signing up to podcast bullshit, if you'd like to tell your friends to like and subscribe, that'd be nice. And also, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today,
0: you've really enjoyed it or
1: <laughs> you have really enjoyed it or if you've enjoyed any of our other episodes if you've listened to them first off are
0: you implying that they might not enjoy this one?
1: First off congrats for coming back and yeah please leave us a rating and a review if you feel that way inclined and if it's positive if it's negative you know i mean bucky larson got loads of negative reviews we're still watching it it's still the greatest film ever made so not a great indication yeah
0: they the small deck of the podcast. world. the small of
1: the... Yeah, that's true. We make everyone feel much better about their podcast.
0: <laughs> Darrell, how do you feel about your podcast right now?
2: God, I've got the biggest rager right now. <laughs> so, so big. No. You can't fit it in a straw, <laughs> God damn it! And what that guy says in the diner, it's got happy, winking eyes like a dog.
1: Ugh, good mm. comedy.
2: Ugh. Good comedy, good podcasts, good times. Good grapes. GGG, Guarantee TT. What a pleasure. What a thrill.
0: <laughs> good stuff. And as always, ah, oh, horseshit. That's sort of like a Midwest version of it. Uh, oh, wait, before we go, um, we're not here next week.
1: Oh, yeah, bye. <laughs> it's good,
0: it's good. Yeah, so um, uh, listen in two weeks for Jack and Jill. Bye.
2: Stock up on grapes.